Hi, this is Mara Muldaday. And this is Pia, cr- criticizing all the writing. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Gathering Dust podcast, where we talk about the His Dark Materials season two. And w- we talk about whatever we want because it's our podcast and not yours. Not yours, exactly. <laughs> so- Amazing. <laughs> Me and Pia have watched the first episode of season two, and I guess it's going to be the episode of the episode of the podcast, (laughs) the first one. So my first, first comment is that, god damn, this series is so well done, because on the first second of the episode, on the very first second, it, it, it surprises me. You have... A sound there is a boy's voice saying Lyra's name calling out Lyra's name and I think it's Roger and it just this series is so amazing it calls back to the first season and it helps you to remember what happened like it, yeah like the first second Yes, I I remember when I watched the, the the first episode. I I had a lot of I already had a lot of thoughts about the subtle knife, the book, and not the not, not the season. I already have a lot of thoughts. I still have a lot of thoughts about the subtle knife, especially in regards to how Lyra's character was treated. So I was a little hesitant on what they were going to do with season two, especially with the introduction of Will, because up until this point, the Will's appearance had been in his world, while Lara had been in, in her world, because, you know, they were setting up what happened in the first page, well, first chapter of The Subtle Knife, and then we get to season two, and it's all in, we have, we, we have to make our new protagonist meet. So I was a little nervous on what was going to happen to Lara, and if she was going to be pushed to the side so people could make way for the new one amazing protagonist that was Will Parry, and our poor girl was going to be uh, regaled to a background character while Will went on on his adventure, and no... The, the writers, Jack Thorne and his team of writers, did an amazing job on actually, on actually keeping that feeling of Lyra is the main character of his Dark Materials and Will is supposed to be her companion. Yeah, exactly. Um, when the first season came out and we had glimpses of Will, I guess I was a little, you know, I was hesitant to like it because, you know, it's different than the book, and if it's different than the book, then it's bad. Blah, blah, blah. But it did an amazing job of keeping the balance, and you know what? Even if it's not in the book, I remember being 11 years old and picking up the the second book, The Subtle Knife, and you know, being excited about learning what happened to Lyra, and what happened, and what went wrong, and then reading about Will, who is this new person, like, what? I was so kind of confused and bamboozled, I guess. So this kept an amazing balance, and it was so good for the series. I have to say, I'm sorry, Mr. Pullman, but I have to say that the series is doing a much better work. And I have in my notes, uh, the world building in the series is amazing. It gives off such an amazing feeling of, like, you can see the rest of the world i mean 
not the entire world, but you get more than you got in the books. Um, the series gives me such an amazing feeling about, you know, meeting, seeing more of the world that you saw in the books. And I love that so much. Like the the approach the series has, obviously, I mean, the, the series has a lot of time to delve into these various characters and, and stuff. And Pullman does, I, I think I saw it in an interview or I read it somewhere, that Pullman is writing in an omniscient point of view in his books. It's not Lyra's point of view, it's someone narrating about Lyra. So Pullman does have the opportunity to explore more in depth about his world but he doesn't and I have my own fair share of criticism about Pullman's writing and the way he he approaches the text let's put it like that yeah especially in the newest book in the secret commonwealth I read the book it's like 700 pages and I felt like absolutely nothing happened because there were like eight different point of view shifts and so whenever you went with a character they can only advance so much before you jump to the next point of view like the subtle knife is the shortest book in all of the his dark material series including the new book of dust and still it so like it has that excuse let's say but also, it was Pullman's decision to make it that short, and really nothing happens in the subtle knife. There's like two important plot points inside the subtle knife that the series does get into, and it's probably why people talked about it, how it was it felt rushed. But it was like that's what happens in the book. Yeah. I mean, let's give him credit. The the series can explore the world more like easier because it's another medium because when you have a screen and when you have the picture you can put things in the background and you can put things like when two characters are talking you can put things in the background to make it more alive to make the world seem bigger so the next scene in the first episode is uh, mrs coulter talking with the cardinal and the other church people Oh, I have to say, I didn't like Mrs. Coulter when I was little and when I first read the books. I don't like Mrs. Coulter now, but I do have to say that she is a very, very full character. She is very developed. She is multifaceted. She is an yeah. character. I don't like her, but I can't say that she is, you know. Just like oh yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't. I don't like her either. She's. Also, in that scene where she is in a she is in a room full of men, and the moment she stands up, you can see that she's dominating all of them, all of them. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and then the opening comes in, and again, I I can't comment on the opening. I like. I have so many feelings, even for the opening for the first season and now for the second season. I, I can't. Oh God, it's yeah. So good. The symbolism, the imagery that it 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 uses. It's so good. <laughs> I know we are both of us. We're talking so high, highly of the series, but 
it's good what can i say it's so good as people who've only had the books to survive <laughs> with for so long to finally get something where we get a fresh and new take on the text that okay let's make it read the text is dated yeah. like it's really dated you can tell who wrote it you can tell when it was written yeah. you can tell for who it was written so having this new take that aligns a little more with the new 2020 views of the world is refreshing mm -hmm. exactly and also the show gave us black will parry and for that they have earned my respect oh, i have a comment about that later on is that how black will yeah, making will black and the whole story about how he killed a police officer and how he can't like he tells lyra on the last scene of the first episode that he can't go back to his oxford because he's in danger it gives a whole new perspective to his character yeah and about his mom having issues yeah and, you know the the psychological the mental illness that she had and how nobody believed her and her being a black woman and she was married to a white man and as long as he was there her like uh, john parry as long as he was there she was safe but the moment he left she is in danger oh yeah i, I should have probably said I'm, I'm not gonna cut this i'm just gonna say it now i'm sure product said we are going to go fooling with spoilers so <laughs> if you haven't watched the show maybe you should listen to to the podcast <laughs> because Definitely. we should have said from the start this is Heavy, heavy spoilers and heavy book spoilers. This is heavy spoilers. We're gonna, yeah, book spoilers, TV show spoilers, all the spoilers. So if you haven't watched the show, if you haven't read the books and you don't want spoilers from something that isn't on the show and it's in the books or the finale, maybe, maybe I'll mention the finale. I don't know. Maybe I'll mention something that happens in The Amber Spyglass. I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about The Amber Spyglass. So maybe I'll mention The Amber Spyglass. So if you don't want spoilers on how the show ends on how the books end or plot twists character moments maybe you shouldn't listen to the podcast <laughs> yeah we should have said that from the start but anyway <laughs> anyway you already know john parry is the, the the white man that appears in the show and he's will stat yeah. so there you go that that's the big twist of, of book two yeah, sorry actually, i think the big spoiler of book two and the series is that John Perry is Stanislaus Grumman. Oh no! <laughs> okay. Um, and then he died. <laughs> and then he died because he didn't want to cheat on his wife. <laughs> I mean, I knew it happened, but the moment you said it, it like sinked in. He didn't want to cheat on his wife, and that's why he died. Oh no! <laughs> and and then he did he died because of that. That. That is one of the weirdest like plot setups that I have seen in my life. Like we, the omniscient, uh, omniscient narrator introduces us to this witch, who is angry because John Perry didn't want to to sleep with her, <laughs> and and she and she tells Serafina she wants to come along because she wants to take revenge on John Perry because he didn't want to sleep with her, and then she kills him. And then she kills herself after she kills him. I mean, honestly, I would love to have her energy. I would have her energy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> like, I'm in a witch goddess. You wanna sleep with me? You deserve death. 
Like, honey, no white man is worth that much. <laughs> okay, okay, I think we should come back to the first episode. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, th- that's on my take on the ending of the subtle knife. <laughs> um, I want to comment about the, I don't know how even to, if there is a word um, about the stage, um, how they made Chiragatse and how you see the, oh. the directing, but not the directing, you know, how the buildings are made. It is very, at the same time, it is very Mediterranean. I am a Mediterranean, I'm from Greece, but who doesn't uh-huh. know me and is listening in. Uh, mm-hmm. It is at the same time very Mediterranean, but at the same time very otherworldly. Like it's familiar, but not. Yeah, they did a very, very good job. I loved that. I'm not, I'm not Mediterranean, but I also don't speak English as a first language. I'm from Cos- I'm from Costa Rica. I speak Spanish, so that's why if you hear with we're accents coming from <laughs> us, that's why. Yeah, we're non, um, non. English non-English speakers yeah. is that how you say it <laughs> there you go there's your clue we don't know the English I don't speak the England very best you know <laughs> um. yeah but no it's it, it, it's I I think that the main focal point because it's what the 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 camera focuses on a lot is the 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 tower of the angels the torre del heli angelia think how you say it but yeah the the structure of the tower in the very middle of the of, of the city of Shitagatse and the way that the, the point the spear I think is how you call them the top part of the tower the spear looks exactly like the subtle knife it was amazing um stage making or whatever you call that yes the next scene is uh Father MacPhail and Fra Pavel and the other church dudes talking. I want to say, I want to make a comment. It's very heavy spoilers. We know that Fra, in the books, Fra Pavel is the one who chases uh, Lyra and Will into the other world and tries to kill them. And then Balthamus kills him. And no, no. Uh, I think that the one who goes to kill them, like in the last book. Yeah. That is, I don't know how to say this in English because I, my copies of the books are in, in in Spanish. So I think he, I think it will be Father, maybe Father Gomez. It's the it's the same guy who in episode two, I think, of season one, uh, catches Lyra when she's overhearing the meeting between uh, Marisa and Fab, uh, Father MacPhail in the office. The one with, I think he has a like, like a little beetle demon. Well, I don't know. Maybe I don't remember this correctly. Maybe I'm not remembering it. Um, yeah. I thought that it was Fra Pavel, but in the series, Fra Pavel is the one who reads the alithiometer. And I was going to say, that dude is yeah. not going to pick a gun and shoot at Muslim. <laughs> that's not who he is. And I was like, damn, this... This thing is a real bear. It looks real. The CGI is so good. You can see every little hair, the, the yeah. details the they put onto that fake that bear. It looks real. The only single, the one single negative comment that I will ever make about the CGI put into demons is that Kai <laughs> is not a goose. I will never forgive 
Jack Thorne for making Kaisa it's not a goon. or whatever Fox <laughs> is. Kaisa is a goose, not German. Kaisa is a goose. Make him a He's goose. He's a gear falcon. It, no, it wouldn't. Geese Even if you look silly. Very fine creatures. <laughs> they, and that's what Serafina is. She is terrifying. Yeah, she is. She is. To them. The scenes in Chiragatze, there is one very small detail that some people mm-hmm. um, some people found it on Tumblr. I saw it on Tumblr, but I saw it today when I was re-watching the episode, is that um, when Will takes a photo with his phone of the tower, Lyra is in front of him and she is, she is in the frame. Oh, I can just... It's in frame. Yeah. In season two like in the third book um you know when he's looking for her and when he's gonna look for her i know that we're gonna have a scene in the series where he looks at this photo with lyra in it and i'm gonna cry i'm gonna cry and i am gonna cry (laughs) why yeah the the development that that's something i praised and i'm gonna keep praising the series for this is the development they managed yeah. to do in seven episodes of the relationship between lara and will they made it feel organic and believable i actually believe these two kids down their luck who have absolutely no one they are alone i believe that these two yeah. kids will turn heaven and hell like for each other is that um in the in the end of this episode he gets a kind of vision of the knife which i don't remember it from the book and i i kind of didn't like it because oh um i don't, I'm pretty sure I don't know i don't remember actually in the book and because it it feels organic how he becomes the bearer of uh, of the knife. Oh no! He doesn't have the will to do to pick up again. I have to say that I was thinking that Father MacPhail would be the one to chase Lyra and Will, but then he becomes a cardinal, so he's like top authority. So he wouldn't, you know, off his <laughs> office or chair or you know, whatever. He, he wouldn't leave to. to- to, to, to go shoot yeah, two yeah, teenagers he, he, he can send someone else to do it like he he has authority he, he can send someone else yeah. <laughs> he has he has the money to pay someone <laughs> to do it um <laughs> i have to say again um as i'm looking at my notes i wrote them chronologically as the um, the episode is my next note is will my boy <laughs> Yes, can we please talk about Will and Amir Wilson's amazing acting, please? He's so good. He's so good. He's amazing. I love Amir. Like, I don't know how old he is. I mean, I'm guessing he's like 16 or 15 or something like that. Yeah, I, 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 th- I, I think I looked up the, the ages of the characters so I could like, because obviously they're not 12. Right, they're not twelve in the book. In the book, they're supposed to be twelve, thirteen, and they're obviously not twelve, thirteen. They're much older. I think Daphne King is around around my sister's age. My sister is turning sixteen next year, so yeah, they're like sixteen, fifteen. These kids, 
I wish I had their, their confidence when I was 15, yeah. 16. <laughs> um, I have to say that a little comment I have, I don't remember if this happens in the books, but I really like that Pan likes Will and trusts Will from the start, like from the get-go. You can see that Pan yeah. that Lyra secretly or un- uh, you know, unconsciously likes him as well, but she doesn't want to admit it or something like that. But I don't remember what happened. Yeah, I mean, she's hard. Yeah, so mean, she <laughs> her best friend die like two days ago. So give her some rest. Give her. Yeah, spo- spoilers for the end of book one and the end of okay. season one. We Roger dies. So, <laughs> so keep an eye out. Roger. Um, Goddamn, poor Roger. Like that bastard, Azriel. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that that that's another one that I don't understand. Like, I get the actor is attractive, and with Marisa the same, but I don't understand why people like Azriel or Marisa. <laughs> like, they're <laughs> awful people. Stop simping when for I awful people. 12, when I was eleven and I was first reading the books, I was so into Azrael, like he was amazing Laura, I wanted to, you know I had, you know, I had a crush on Daniel Craig and the whole thing but now reading, oh. rereading the books and you know, watching the series Azrael is an asshole he is the kind of dude he that is that means um, oh, what's the saying in English? Um, that's the uh, the means justify the end justifies oh, yeah, the means the, there you go the end justifies the means there you go yeah god damn you can't kill children for any reason for any reason <laughs> don't kill children that's the you know that's a fact don't kill children don't, don't kill anyone but mostly don't yeah. kill children like God damn it, Azrael. Like, I get that you want to kill God and that you want to change the world or whatever, but first, let me say, he's doing it for a very egotistical reason. He wants to change because he is important. Yeah. He's going to do it and no one else can do it. It's like he wants a cool story to tell his friends at brunch. He's like, "Hey guys, so I I I I, I just came I just came back from another world. Yeah, I was in another world and I killed God. So how was your weekend? How was your Bob, weekend, Bob? Oh my God! Now I'm imagining Azrael sitting down with a Bob and Steve and she like them adventures and then. But an accountant, yeah, yeah. And I'm Steve. I am, uh, I'm, I'm an accountant as well because I'm boring. And I don't know where we have. <laughs> there, there is a line in the sand, and yeah, you shouldn't cross it. Now, speaking of dads, while well, speaking of Azrael, speaking of dads, it's about <laughs> And my note says, "We exclamation mark exclamation mark he's best dad." Yeah, because he is like fuck you, Astria. Yeah, and Marisa as well. And yeah, Miranda such a good job. Mm. At first, I was kind of uh, I didn't like at first how he's much younger than movie Scoresby. 
um because i like Sam Leo as a as right an actor, oh yeah lin manuel miranda is amazing good for him honestly yeah he really embraced the the the, the role he was given because uh, he said in, in a couple of interviews that he likes his sort of materials like the book series so you can tell he's having the time of his life being yeah. in this show and that he gets to be the character who gets to dote on the main character because if you've read the books everyone loves Lara everyone's like uh, if, if you're an adult and you read the books you're like this 12 year old girl who is a little shit is my child and I have to protect her so you can tell Lin-Manuel Miranda is embracing that feeling everyone have of on reading about Lyra. Like this this bratty child who's dealt who has been dealt the worst hand in all of in all of the world is my child and I have to protect One her. Thing I did notice and I don't remember it from the books is how did Lee find out about the knife? Where did he put that? Oh I think I have to forbid the subtle knives because I, I've reread the books like twice, I think, and I tried to reread them for a third time to check on plot points because on Tumblr people are, are always asking for my opinion because I say I don't like Will, Will and Lyra in the books. So people are always asking me, hey, why don't you like Will and Lyra in the books? And I give a broad explanation on why, but I really want to reread them so I can give like page numbers and actual passages from the books on why I don't like them. But uh, like, I love the books. They're probably my favorite books, but they're rereading them is kind of uh, <laughs> boring. <laughs> Because you already know all the twists, you already know all the world building, so there's no new sense of wonder on reading them. So it kind of drags a little. And the subtle knife is probably the most boring of the of the three. Uh, so it's kind of like meh to read them. But children's books. <laughs> Rereading them, of course, yeah. is boring because you know the twists and the plots and everything. But they are also children's books. They're not made for you. <laughs> anymore yeah i'm such a child at heart i like i remember will that uh, will uh lee going to the witches and talking with them like yeah. he's invited to the witches council to talk to them and and he says i'm going to look for stanislaus grumman i think because he heard that us really lied about the severed head or something i don't remember exactly and i don't remember how he heard about the the knife i don't think he knew about about knife in the books. I think he only knew that he was going to look yeah. for Stanislaus Grumman. Um, I don't think I, I don't think he even knew about the knife same, like in at the all series, he says in the books. He knows that Stanislaus Grumman has an object that can offer protection, and that's what he wants. He doesn't even know it's a knife. He knows that Stanislaus Grumman has something that can protect things, and he wants to use it to protect Lyra. Yeah this could be a plot hole because we don't know where he found out about that but anyway even if it is like when when a series and when a book are so good you're willing to you know move away from some plot holes because like it's good yeah, like, yeah, th there are a couple of plot holes around, like, I can't name them right now off the top of my head, but there are a lot of, a couple of things that I will point out, like, this didn't work, this worked, this didn't, this could probably have been done different, but, you know, yeah, the series exactly. is good, so I don't care. Um, 
my next okay my next note says is about the witch interrogation and i have to say my note is the witch interrogation oh, okay. scene made me uncomfortable good like it was supposed to make yeah. you feel uncomfortable Same. it was supposed to make you feel pain it was supposed to make you um fear marissa and you know um see that she is determined she will do whatever she can and whatever she needs to do to get lyra and protect her however she thinks is good and also little yeah little well the witch interrogation scene it passes the battle test so Season two, episode one of the <laughs> materials passes the Bechtel test, which I don't think the books do. I don't think the books pass the Bechtel test at any point. Okay, so about Marisa, we can probably talk about Marisa and how she like it's introduced because the I think it's the next episode maybe. Or I think it's the next episode where she has the conversation with Lee. But we can start talking about Marisa's idea of motherhood <laughs> because there's a lot um, to unpack there. Marisa says motherhood as ownership is my in my yeah. point of view what exactly it is to the core. She thinks that Lyra belongs to her and that she should be with her and that she should follow her lead and we can see it in season one and book one that when Lyra works with leaves with Marissa she dresses like her they eat together they go everywhere together Marissa makes her take notes of whatever she's doing so she can act like her and be like her and be the perfect little girl that she has to be It feels like Marisa has had all these years since the whole scandal about her affair broke out. She has she has had all these years to form an idea or what it's like to have a daughter. Like if you if if you have read the the Secret Commonwealth, we get a a, a glimpse at who Marisa's mother is, and she's every piece of insert your word of choice here yeah. as Marisa is. She. Clearly showed favoritism between her two children because in, in the Secret Commonwealth we meet Marisa's brother and it's clear that Marisa was this woman's, I forgot her name, the, Marisa's mom's favorite child. So you can tell where Marisa got her idea of how to treat your children from and she has had all these years since her affair broke out and since the scandal and since she had to reveal herself to fantasize about what she's going to do when she gets her daughter back and it's not good because she's formed this idea of Lyra and it doesn't fit with the Lyra that Lyra is Marissa is such she's so broken she is on she's a broken person she had to live in yes. a patriarchal world she couldn't um study and she couldn't be the scientist that she wanted to be she couldn't have the job that she wanted um and i guess that has affected the way she sees lyra and she i guess She's well intended, like she wants to protect her, but I don't know. It it 
But she was also going to kill her best friend as well as her, uh, like her dad did. So, yeah, again, you, you, you got to draw a line in the sand. Uh, Mar- Marisa, she leapt over, yeah. the, over the line. But I, I guess we can talk about that on the next episode when I actually get to rewatch the conversation she has with Lee and, and the whole, and Lee laying it down on yeah. her that that's not how you treat uh, your children the scene with lee and another female character the next scene in our first episode is the scene with the witch castle and the seraphina lee the flower so he can call back mm-hmm. her um i have to say uh when i was reading the books when i was like 11 or whatever and even now i don't feel like I need to or I want to ship characters together. Like the characters are so well put together on mm-hmm. their own, like being the individuals that they are, that I don't need to have them in relationships or ships or ship them or you know, read fan fiction about them, the relationships or whatever. The moment I saw Sorafina interacting with Lee and giving him the I could see the fandom going crazy with her. That's me. <laughs> I ship Liam and Sorvina. I'm not saying that nobody should ship anything. Thank you. Nothing in, but I like the characters. Yeah, 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 I get it. I think that they are amazing. And it's such an amazing way to show... We don't see it very often in, in series and in media in general. Um, men and women, like head men and head women, mm-hmm. having meaningful platonic relationships. And we see materials with Lee and Serafina. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess in the next episode, we're going to see a scene between Marissa and Lee, which is, I wouldn't say it's platonic, it's not sexual, it's not so romantic. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing to see um, a series that it has much less romance than that other media has these days. Yeah, I have my own comment about the romance, but we're probably going to talk about that later. Anyways, uh, no, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, reading his dark materials, at least in my case, I wasn't inclined to ship anyone. Like, at all. Like, until we get to the last book and the whole uh, biblical fall thing pops up and I have my own couple of notes about how the last book ended but yeah like it's nice like me as someone who is aromantic like agent is aromantic it's nice to see a media where the relationships like romantic relationships are in prioritized yeah, above like the, the, the platonic type of relationships yeah like shipping shipping is a yeah. whole oh, its yeah. own kind of worms so yeah season on season three whenever it comes out i'm gonna put my foot in my mouth because i am a sucker for balfamous and baruch i know that they're <laughs> problematic no, and i know big spoiler ahead, oh they my are God. Kill, um, bury your gaze trope very very much indeed I am so. Oh God! I have to say, Balthus yeah, is my favorite character, and more, mo- the character that I relate most to in 
all of media, all the content that I have ever consumed. He's, yeah, he's very close to me. I feel oh. we're very much connected and I feel <laughs> invested in him. And Baruch is just, yeah, I don't want to talk about romance too much because next season I'm going to, you know, I'm going to drool over them. Um, like probably as, as we go on on the episodes where when Will and Lyra's relationship starts showing up a little more, I'll probably start talking more about the comparisons I have between them in the show and um, them in the books. So we can I probably talk about shipping we there. We already said that the, the actors and the characters in the series are a little bit older than their counterparts. Yeah, that's, exactly, that's exactly. a positive it, it, I have more, for the show. You know, it's safer to have them be invested yeah <laughs> that's the word um, safer thank you yeah because actually uh, a couple of days ago i looked yeah. up uh, daphne keen who was in the movie logan i looked her up i i tried to like see how old she was because she was born the same year as my sister so i could like calculate how old she was when she did logan so i could like calculate daphne keen's age and it was 2017 I think and my sister was 12 at the time so Devna Kiel was 12 at the time and if you look at Devna Kiel's face in Logan it's like oh that would have been really awkward to put in in in, in his dark material that like, would have been really um, really bad this, uh, Vine the meme like there's only one thing worse than a rapist a child like that's a child don't don't like the the whole I, I god I have so much to say about the ending of the Amber Spyglass. The whole approach to the biblical fall that Tolman does, yeah. it doesn't sit well with me. Like making the focal point the the dual end all of the final book of this trilogy that set up so much because there's a lot of setup for a lot of things that are gonna happen in the last book. And we end up getting nothing and the climax is Will and Lara realizing yeah. that romantic love is a thing. I mean, I like that's say, the ending of the of the I trilogy. Like the the parallel of Adam and Eve and Lyra and Will. But no, yeah, that was good. Yeah, but it was the way it what play out. Like, it played out that Adam doesn't fit well with me. Involved. Like, come on, like goddamn. Okay. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Um, they weren't 12 uh, okay moving back moving back to our <laughs> our episode um, how the witches are sewn in the series and um, how they are depicted and everything one thing that I remember clearly about the books is the witches are shown as ethereal and they are elusive and you don't know pretty much anything about them you know whatever they choose to show you and there was one point that I was thinking like to myself mm -hmm. where do they live do they have houses do they just sleep in trees do they have tree houses and when I was watching the it didn't occur to me to ask where do they live or do they sleep or what do they eat or you know where do they make their clothes do they go to their <laughs> shop and shop them or how do they make them and um the series has a very nice effect of uh, giving you the viewpoint or, or the, the, the point of view that the witches show whatever they want to show about themselves. They don't show themselves 
in their living quarters or whatever, they show you mm -hmm. what they think is appropriate to show you. They don't show you more, which is very good. Like, I like that part that we see what they choose to show us. Yeah, I, I hadn't you thought know, about it like that. Fan, That's really nice. I like, like that. What do they do in their free time? Do they like to read books? I don't know. Do they play music? I don't know. Where do they live? Do they sleep? Do they have a bed? And both the books and the series, they don't show much. Like, I don't know if the witches have villages. I know they have, like, queens, and I guess they have clans, but are they, like, warrior cats? I don't know. Seraphina <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> so, Pekaleftar. Ruta Tadi is an amazing character yes. in the books but she gets so much more fleshed out in the series mm -hmm. yeah, because in the books she's shown as, as this serious uh, queen that nothing's based on she's super powerful and everyone's afraid of her and then in, in the show like I like, maybe some people don't like this but I like that the show has yes. made an yes. effort in humanizing every single character shown on screen like exactly, you can exactly. understand where like, they are where they are coming from yeah they're Ruta not characters Scotty, they're they're people maybe, she may not be my favorite character but i would do anything for her she's amazing and also <laughs> about the yambayaka scene where she goes into the, to the ship and kills the other as you mm -hmm. said, in the books, she's shown as a very serious queen. She's a queen. Like, as we said earlier about MacPhail, he should, he could have sent someone else to do it. Like, um, Ruta Scotty, he could have sent someone else to kill that witch because <laughs> she asked for death. She asked for Yambayaka. But no, she took matters into her own hands and she went there mm -hmm. and killed her herself. And then she also killed that uh, cardinal but yeah yeah <laughs> she's a queen she queens only a... <laughs> she's a literally and figuratively a queen of her clan <laughs> um my next note I'm exactly sorry, Pia, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm very... no no it's okay my, my, my <laughs> notes are, like are in chronological so it's better if we follow your notes and back to this <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. My, uh, my notes my aren't chronological, so it's better if we follow yours. <laughs> I feel blessed. And I guess we, we came back to Chittagate. It's the scene where Will makes Lyra an omelette, and then she tries to make one herself, and we see that she's born in a barn. But I guess she was born in a university, which kind of makes it work. <laughs> she doesn't know how to cook, she doesn't know how to take care of herself. <laughs> Absolute baby. Yeah, but, but Pan, I, I, I love like when, when the new trailers came out for season two. Like first I, I lost my shit, right? But I love like I, I rewatched uh a bit of season one uh, a few days ago and he, hearing this shift in Pan's voice, it's adorable because in season two he sounds more grown up, like he, he went through through, through puberty. So his voice is so cute. In season one, he sounds like a little baby, and then he he opens his his mouth uh, here, and it's like a little lad talking there, now. There were, while season one was coming out, there were a lot of people in the fandom and in in Tumblr that I saw that were complaining that there are not a lot of demons shown in the series. There are not a lot of demons, and I'm like, 
there are a lot of people working on making those CGI animals. Please be grateful for what you get. Be grateful. Like, you have Pat, yeah. who is amazing, and he's so expressive, and the voice acting is amazing for him, and everything is great. Like, you don't see him glitching. He, like, put, uh, work was put into making the few demons that we do. Like, be a little grateful. God damn. Yes. Talking about the CGI, I remember while rewatching season one, I, I, I had to pause the episode for something. I remember I had to do something. And when I looked back at the screen, it had paused on a close up of Yorick Bernison, the armored bear. And I started now, yeah. this, this thing is a real bear. It looks, so it real. looks real. The CGI is so good you can see every little hair the, the yeah. details the they put onto that fake that bear seen, it looks real the only single the one single negative comment that i will ever make about the cgi put into demons is that kai <laughs> is not a goose i will never forgive jack thorne for making kai or whatever hawk he is kai is a goose make him a he's goose. a gear falcon no, it wouldn't. These Even if you look silly. Terrifying creatures. <laughs> they and that's what Serafina is. She is terrifying. Yeah, she is. She is. To the the scenes in Chiragatze, there is one very small detail that some people. Mm -hmm. um, some people found it on Tumblr I saw it on Tumblr but I saw it today when I was re-watching the episode is that um, when Will takes a photo with his phone of the tower Lyra is in front of him and she she is in the frame oh. I can just it's in frame yeah. in season 2 like in the third book um, you know when he's looking for her and when he's gonna look for her I know that we're going to have a scene in the series where he looks at this photo with Lyra in it. And I am going to cry. <laughs> Why? That, the development, that, that's something I praised and I'm going to keep praising the series for this, is the development they managed yeah. to do in seven episodes of the relationship between Lyra and Will. They made it feel organic and believable. I actually believe these two kids down their luck who have absolutely no one. They are alone. I believe that these two yeah. kids will turn heaven and hell like for each other. Is that um, in, the, in the end of this episode he gets a kind of vision of the knife which i don't remember it from the book and i i kind of didn't like it because oh i'm pretty sure i don't know i don't remember actually in the book and because it it feels organic how he becomes the bearer of uh, of the knife i mean it's not bad i just i don't know it <laughs> I, I guess i'm nitpicking which yeah I, i'm nitpicking again yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of that, of that either, to be honest. But I mean, it's like I said, the show is good, so I, I'm, I'm willing to, to look past it. The first episode, especially, Lyra doesn't trust the alethiometer anymore, and it's, it's, it's such good work into the yeah. and into the script of showing Lyra be a real person, like. 
in the books we don't have that distrust we have lyra she knows she saw roger die and in the second book she she gets over it i guess but no in this series we are gonna we are gonna address that in the series yeah that's another thing i remember i remember this vividly because i have i've read uh, the first book the most so i remember vividly like when after roger dies we we get like the whole scene of Afriel and Marisa reuniting at the at the peak where well a child j- just got murdered and Lyra is holding because in the in the books we don't get the the, the crudely made uh, silver guillotine no we Afri- I I honestly think Afriel was going to like rip Roger and Cecilia apart because he didn't have a silver guillotine and like Estelle Maria was holding Cecilia in her mouth so that would have been way more morbid if if that had been put in the in the show to like rip this kid away from his demon instead of cutting them like cutting is still bad but ripping would have been worse anyways I remember like after Roger dies Lyra is like watching her parents and she has like Roger's uh, corpse with her and then Astral walks into the into the other world and then Marisa I don't know fucks up somewhere I, I don't remember honestly and Lyra like kind of put she, she kind of like puts Roger down in the snow gets up and walks after Astral can, can we please talk about the fact that her best friend just died I'm sorry. I'm cheating on poor man so bad. Oh my god. We have the series now and the series is so much better than the books. And we can shit on poor man now. Because we have something for her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Honestly? Yeah, like hot take. The series is better than the books. One one last thing. Oh, no. Two two last. No, that's okay. Um... Uh, to finish off the Gagate scenes, there is a scene that they see yeah. uh, a young who was taken by the, the specters. Mm-hmm. Uh, ghost of a person. He's not a person. He has, you know, he was consumed by the specters. But Lyra gives him a gentle touch. And I guess it is a nudge that Lyra has seen a ghost before. She has experienced children without their demons. You know, Billy Costa, who was cut from his demon, and she she knows that you should be gentle with ghosts, yeah. air quotes, air quotes. Um, and it, it's really nice, the continuity of it. The, the uh, because I've had this, this argument, I had this argument with people on Tumblr before, that they said that Will changed Lyra, like, Will did change her, Lyra, it's a dress in the show and everything, yeah. like, Will helped change Lyra for the best, he helped her trust again, for example, but the way people frame that Will changed Lyra is that he helped tame Lyra, in a way, in the books, and, and they said he made her kinder, and I was like, I'm sorry, did we did we read the same books? Because I remember very clearly the the, the, the narration mentioned how Lyra had compassion for these ki- children who had been caught from their demons. Are, did we read like, the same yes, books? Yes, I know that will change Lyra, blah, blah, blah. But Lyra is not a feral animal to be tamed. Like, even the word, using the word tamed, tame, that's for that's for yeah animals like she wasn't 
feral. She wasn't bad. Yeah. She was just, you know, a child. She grew up. She was raised in a barn. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to see that Lyra in the show gets to keep her personality. Like we get to see her treat treat this person who has been consumed by the specters. And I actually didn't didn't know what to expect in that moment, but when she very gently yeah, like yeah, stopped the exactly. person who was like feeling these like I think it was a bucket of water that he was filling, this bucket of water, and she touched their shoulder and, and she like yeah. sent them on their way. I don't know. It it really tugs at my heartstrings to <laughs> see her actually be, be allowed to show human emotions. Pullman would never. Let me tell you, Pullman will never. um uh the last thing that i wanted to comment is the final scene where the cardinal is dying and um uh mrs calter and uh, mcphail have a discussion and i really like how both pullman i guess but jack thorne shows that the church and any kind of authority is corrupt like both cardinal how they see the the opening and the other worlds and as mm -hmm. as a fact both are corrupted and both are bad the cardinal doesn't want to believe that there are other worlds the cardinal doesn't want to accept the fact but mrs Golder and macphail they're not good for accepting it like she Coulter, both, and MacPhail, they wanted to be right. They want to explore for the wrong reasons. They want to go and explore other worlds to manipulate them and to conquer them. Um, taking of the free will is bad. It is. It's. It, it, it's like this phrase that uh, I've heard before. It's like power corrupts and great power corrupts um, greatly. So yeah they're trying to say they're trying to tell us that oh azrael works for free will so azrael is the good one but again azrael is not <laughs> um he's not he kills children um so i guess <laughs> this was the first episode of the second season of his dark materials this was the first episode of, of the gathering Podcast. yes um so Pia, this was amazing. I had so much fun. I'm glad you did. I I like talking about this stuff, you know. And if we have to wait oh, because hi, of the quarantine the for season content. three, we might as well make our own content. Should we say goodbye? Yeah. So uh, okay, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this first episode has been about the first. Uh, episode of season two of Hysteric Materials will probably continue with the rest of the season and then go back to season one. And well, we are also into oh, yeah. de demonism, so we'll probably talk about demons and stuff like that. There's a lot to talk about demons, so we'll probably make a couple of episodes that don't dwell into Hysteric Materials and instead talk about oh, demonism oh, and no, the demonism community and about, <laughs> I don't know, our this experience with demonism be maybe. Dangerous. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm giving you the platform to go off I'm doing this on purpose Aww. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll get I hate guess. with you 
Uh, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> we already have the best recurring yeah. character, Bob. Um, <laughs> I handed it to you, so now it's yours to do or break. I'm going to make Bob the best side character <laughs> of this series ever. <laughs> I'm going to have to write Bob fanfiction. <laughs>